come on up here. She wants to introduce you to some friends. Um, for years, the Lord has allowed me to go into Haiti. And then in 2014, we went in for the earthquake, and I started staying with pastors Ronald and Judith. Um, for years, I went in, and they would open their ho homes to me, and we ministered in schools and in churches and on the streets and in the hospitals. Um, they built schools on their own. They built churches on their own. They're both pastors, and they have poured into Haiti. And in the last few months, they were in hiding in Haiti as the gangs were searching for pastors and for different ones. They were killing them and shooting them and holding them, kidnapping and all that. Uh, Judith was hiding out with 25 other pastors. And Ronald, I don't know where he was at. I know he was being shot at a lot. But um, their house was burnt down. Their, school, uh, their uh, vehicles were burnt down. Their children are scattered right now throughout the United States. One's in Africa, one's in Wisconsin, one's in Florida, and per Terry is still in Haiti. They can't get him out. We want you to continue praying for Terry. And um, now it's my honor to introduce Pastors Ronald and Judith. Hallelujah. Amen. Message to Thank you, Lord. Praise God. We appreciate that. We say thank you, guys. So before I speak, I want to share this verse to you. And Psalm 47, and I want to read a part of it. To clap your hands, all your nations, shout to God with cries of joy. How wonderful is the Lord Most High. He is the great King over the whole earth. earth. He poured nations under your control. He made them fall under us. He chose our land for us. The people of Jacob are proud of their land. And God loved them. God went up to his throne while his people were shouting with joy. The Lord went up, went up while trumpets were playing. Sing praise to God. Sing praise. Sing praise to our King. Sing praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. We praise the Lord. This morning I was so, I feel the joy. And I see in my porch some birds came. They decided to uh, sing. I feel the joy of the Lord. And I, when I come my way with Pastor Stead and I try to speak about snow. And snow is cold. But when you see when the sun shines upon them, wow, it's bright, it's wonderful. That tells the glory of God. And I was happy when I see the people and praise God. It's so wonderful. It's make me cry. That we feel the glory of God, the presence of God is here. So we praise the Lord and I thank you. Uh, my wife and I, we want to thank you, all of us, that the way I know you support me in prayers and finance, we finance everything. So. Uh, before they burned my house, uh, two, ho two hours later, I was in my house. And when the gang came, maybe uh, uh, one hour late, they can burn my house. People think I already died. People are called out of the world. So I heard Pastor Wonder die. What happened? And because they thought I was in the house. But when the gang came, they was in, in front and behind the house. They they enter, they put fire in each room of the house. If I was in the house, I would die. Even I tried to go out, they would kill me. And by this, by this day, 
they kill uh, maybe um, seven people by this day and seven houses burnt. So God saved my life. So he let me uh, go through the situation. So I'm just so, uh, grateful to you how you support me. And I, when I met Judy, so when I call her, so I explain the situation. So she, she, she start to pray and let you know how things going. So we appreciate. So um, in front of the, of the church I'm ministering, they burn people in front of the church. So it was terrible, and I went to pray for this, this country. The people are so kind. It's so sweet. But, you know, you need to pray. And I know it's the work of the devil. So when you pray, the devil will shut down. So whatever the enemy can do against us, well, we can prosper with, with the power of God. So we praise you. We praise the Lord for that. And I want to ask my wife so she can have something to tell you. Could you please help me to say, praise the Lord. Praise be the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is something special that I feel today. No matter what color you are, no matter who you are, no matter what riches you have, no matter what knowledge you have, is the love of God. The most important things. I feel loving. I feel quiet because, you know, we're facing a very bad situation. But God put all his children on our way to help us. And I don't even find his strong words, his strong words enough to say how I feel today. But I bless the Lord for his love. I bless him for putting his love in our heart for each other. And I always pray for my friends. I don't know. I didn't know that I will be here one day. They used to be with me in Haiti. All the time she came, she stayed with us. She always sent pictures that, that she took of all the family. But I didn't know that I would be with her one day in this church. God's made it. Praise be the Lord. Praise be the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. And I feel the Holy Spirit here. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. All the time, God is good. And to finish, I want to say thank you to all of you for your support, for supporting my family, for your gift, for everything, for your love. May God bless you. And may him continue to pour his blessing on you, your family, your ministry, your church. You, you search a blessed people. Because the Bible says there is more blessing for the person who gave than will receive. You are blessed. May God bless you more and more. I love you so much. And I thank you, Ted. I thank you, Jody, to, to help me find this blessing this morning. Special blessing. I thank you, the team, the worship team. I feel blessed. And I was crying. God is good. God is good. Let's pray for a pastor. Father God, bless this man as he comes and delivers the word of God. Lord, help us to uh, hear what you're saying to the church. 
Lord God, give us a powerful, powerful, powerful time in your word. In Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, we've had a good time this morning, so I'm here to hopefully uh, drag it on a little more. We started last week a series on one of the toughest subjects in anybody's life. Um, I don't care who you are, at some time you have had trouble with this. You know, we talk all the time, I, 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 people used to tell me all the time, you know, we want to hear meat, you know. Uh, somebody one time accused me, Ann, of just preaching things to make people happy. <laughs> I'm like, they haven't heard me preach very much. <laughs> but this subject right here is not one that will always make you happy. Forgiveness, people say they want meat. Give us meat. Preach to meat. You know why it's called meat, right? Because it's hard to chew. And it's tough to swallow. And when we look at forgiveness, that's what it can sometimes be in our life. It can be tough to chew and hard to swallow so let's review real quick if I'm going to walk in forgiveness what does forgiveness mean forgiveness according to Webster is to pardon to remit as an offense or a debt uh oh here it goes to overlook an offense here's the hard part to treat the offender as not guilty you see that's what happened with me when God came down and he forgave me, he treats me as I'm not guilty. Like there's nothing ever. You know, Perry sang that part of that song. And now all my guilt is gone. That's how God treated me. But the thing is, is he expects me to be Christ-like. That means I have to treat my offenders as not guilty. And sometimes, I don't know about y'all, that's hard to do. Uh... You know, we, we were talking yesterday in our men's fellowship about anger. That's a tough one to handle sometimes, too. And, 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 and how we handle things. And I think as tough as that is, forgiveness can be one of those other ones that's so hard because we let it hang around for so long. And the thing about it is, folks, is we, here's what we need to remember. We live in a world of imperfect people. And when imperfect people meet imperfect people, guess what? Sometimes very imperfect things happen. And when imperfect things happen, it's we look and say, okay, now, how can I forgive them after what they've done? Today, we're just going to take a deeper look in forgiveness. I was going to talk about bitterness today, maybe next week. But today it's going to just be a deeper look because we all ask these questions. How can I forgive them after what they've done? If, if I forgive them, here's another one, does that mean they get off scot-free? Well, you know what? I guess if I forgive them, they get off completely scot-free. Or what if I forgive them and they come back and they do it to me again? That's because we don't understand really what for forgiveness in, in, in our world actually means. And, and, you know, I don't understand everything, but today I think we can get a, good, a better grip 
on why forgiveness is important. Folks, there's some things you need to know about unforgiveness. Unforgiveness actually opens the door for the enemy to oppress and to bring you into bondage. Unforgiveness in my heart actually opens the door. We're going to look at it in Scripture here in a moment. But unforgiveness actually opens the door to allow the enemy to oppress me and to bring me into bondage. I, I looked up some things from John Hopkins this week. Listen what, unfor, what forgiveness does. They did some study by people a lot smarter than me. Forgiveness actually decreases oh, the chances of risk of heart attack. Forgiveness decreases the risk for heart attack. I don't know if these are going to be on your screen or not. Forgiveness actually improves your cholesterol. Forgiveness actually decreases your blood pressure. Forgiveness decreases pain. Amen. Forgiveness improves sleep. Forgiveness decreases stress, anxiety, and depression. I think forgiveness is pretty important. I think forgiveness is something... Forgiveness is something that we need to look at if not for the other person's benefit, for my own benefit. When I forgive, I'm not forgiving for Ted's benefit. I'm forgiving for my benefit because whatever he did to offend me, he probably won't miss a night's sleep about it. I'm the one laying awake all night long thinking about what I should have said, what I could have said, why didn't I say. He's, he's over there snoozing, man. He's, he's living his best life and my blood pressure's up to here because every time I see him come down the street, those same old things just keep coming back. He's just cruising on through life and I'm stressed out because I can't get over what he did to me. Forgiveness is nothing about the other person. I forgive for me. Listen, <laughs> The word says, and I'll probably read it in a minute, I don't remember. Uh, the word says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. There's another scripture that says, for his sake, for Jesus' sake, we are forgiven. We're forgiven. Not for our sake, for his own benefit, oh, he forgave. So if he could do it, why can't I? Go to 2 Corinthians <laughs> but it's hard. This is work. Second Corinthians chapter 2. And I want to read this one out of the Passion Translation. Second Corinthians chapter 2, uh, verse 8. I beg you to reaffirm your deep love for him. Now, if you don't know what's going on, there was a fellow that came in and offended Paul. So the whole church was got to, isn't it funny how offense is contagious? Because Paul had gotten offended by this guy, the whole church was up in arms. And everybody was offended. And then Paul writes back to them and he says, I beg of you, reaffirm your deep love for him. 
You see, I wrote you previously in order that if your hearts, to see if your hearts would pass the test. Uh, King James Version of that says, I wrote you <laughs> that the proof of you. In other words, I'm going to put you to the test with something here. And it's going to test your heart. And so he goes on. He said, to see if your hearts would pass the test and if you were willing to follow my counsel in everything. Verse 10, here it comes. If you freely forgive anyone for anything, then I freely forgive him. It's funny, not only is unforgiveness an offense contagious, but Paul says, if you'll forgive them freely, I forgive. There is even a, a contagion in forgiveness. Imagine, well, how can, how can unforgiveness be contagious? Because we have what's called big mouth syndrome. Okay? Ted gets all the, all the punishment today. Ted offends me. And because Ted offends me, and because I have a big mouth syndrome, it don't end with Ted. Then I'm going to go over here to Pastor Dave, and I'm going to let Pastor Dave know just how Ted offended me. And now he's, oh, he shouldn't have done that. How dare he do that to you? And now we've got two people side-eyeing Pastor Ted. And then I'm not, I, I'm not done because, you know, misery loves company and everybody needs a good army. I'm going to come over here to Emily and say, did you know? But the whole time I'm over here talking to Emily, Pastor Dave is, didn't turn around and told Elizabeth, did you know what Pastor Ted did to Pastor Brent? Now this thing has grown to a place and so many people are just unforgiving He's over here living his best life. He's just walking through. He has not a care in the world because the offense was not to him, it was to me. He's just going through life. I'm upset. Pastor's upset. Emily's upset. Elizabeth's upset. Everybody, offense spreads. But what if we acted like Jesus? What if we really acted like God and while he's still offending me, while I was still in my sin, he forgave me. While I was still in the middle of my muck and mire, he still looked at me and said, I've already paid the price for this. Imagine he already knew he forgave me so he wasn't even mad at the ignorance I was doing. <laughs> what if we just looked at people as what they are, human. I tell people all the time, people come to me and say, and you all have probably heard me say it, somebody's come up to me and say, well, I'm sorry. My, 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 my saying is, well, if you weren't so human, we'd be upset. But we're human. He's not gonna do it right all the time. What if I acted like God and I forgave him before he ever got finished offending me? And Paul tells him here, Everybody, he said, but what I want you to do is reaffirm your great love for him. And if you can forgive him, I will forgive. 
It's exactly what God's asking us to do. To release people, oh goodness, release people of the chains that we're trying to put them in. He says, if I have forgiven anything, I did so for you before the face of Christ. Verse 11, so that we would not be exploited by the adversary Satan for his clever schemes. Unforgiveness is the enemy's way of exploiting you. You know why? Because we all sometimes, and in some areas, listen, I may have thick rhino skin when it comes to some things, John. You couldn't offend me, but man, I tell you what, right here, <laughs> that's a whole different story. My baby and my wife, my son that was back there, uh, that's a whole... All of a sudden, I've got this little thin paper skin and I can get so offended. But what if we treated people the way that God says and we are quick to forgive without, but we all have those areas. We all have those areas that we will take offense in faster than others and people run around scratching their head. Mary Karen Reed was a young lady who was killed Remember the Virginia Tech shooting several years ago? She was one of the young ladies that was killed in that. She, she, I think this will be on your screen. She said this, she said, when deep injury is done to us, we never recover until, this is the last post she posted before she was shot. This is the last post she posted before she was shot. When deep injury is done to us, we will never recover until we forgive. She goes on to say, forgiveness does not change the past, but it does enlarge the future. Forgiveness doesn't change, it doesn't change, Galen, that they offended me. But what it does do is set me in a place that my future can be enlarged when I choose to forgive. Go to Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11 in verse 22. He said, verily I say unto you, have faith in God. Now, we know this correct version, writing of that would have said, have the faith of God. Have the faith of God. But he says, Jesus answered him and said, have faith in God. For truly I say to you, whosoever says to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that the things he says comes to pass, he'll have whatever he says. And all the charismatic and the Pentecostals get a goose bump and we shout amen. <laughs> he goes on in verse 24 and says, therefore I say to you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And man, we shout some more. But that's not all there is. <laughs> that's not all there is to this scripture. There's more to this scripture. See, if we're gonna, if we're gonna believe that part, Stanley, we gotta believe what comes after it. <laughs> what comes after it then? And when you stand praying, forgive 
if you have anything against anyone. You want to move mountains? You want your future enlarged? You want to be able to where your faith is working miraculous things? You've got only put faith in it, but you're going to have to put forgiveness in this mix too because it goes hand in hand. The whole scripture says, and when you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone, but you don't know what they did to me. I don't know what they did to you. I don't know how hard it was. I don't know how difficult it was. I don't know how much. I can't imagine. I can't, <laughs> I can't imagine what these guys have went through. But this word is still true for you too, right? That's, that's what she says, this is for me. <laughs> but you don't understand how they hurt me. And I don't understand why Jesus had to go to a cross for a bunch of people that he didn't even know their... <laughs> When he forgave before I ever, come on, before I ever blew it. He said, and when, believe that you receive, whatever you pray for, believe that you receive it, that's great. But the caveat is when you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive so that your Father who is in heaven may also forgive your sins. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you yours. Like Mary said there, forgiveness enlarges your future. It enlarges your future because it, calls, it gives a place for faith to work. So the question is, why is forgiveness so hard? Am I the only one that thinks it's hard? Okay, good. Y'all be making me think I'm by myself here. <laughs> why is it so hard? Well, I thought about that. Well, the first reason I think it's so hard is because we want them to pay. We want them to pay. We want to see them. It, it, folks, you've got to remember, this unforgiveness is not hurting them. It's only going to hurt me. But I want them to pay because there is a sense of justice inside of me. <laughs> There's a sense of justice that says I can't forgive them until they come back to me and say they're sorry for what they did to me. I need to know that they are going to be sorry for it. It's funny. I wonder if Jesus would have waited and said, tell you what, I'm not going to die for you until you come back and ask forgiveness first and then I'll... <laughs> he said, listen, I know Ted's a knucklehead. I know he's going to blow it. I know he's going to mess it up, but I forgive him anyhow. Well, he's not even born yet. How can, you, how can he forgive him? Because that's how good God is. He, don't, he doesn't operate in time. 
<laughs> Yesterday's as good as today to him. And so he forgave us. But they have to say they're sorry. <laughs> Romans chapter 12. I was going to say something, but I decided not to. Romans chapter 12. I do get myself tickled from time to time. Romans chapter 12, verse 17. Repay no one evil for evil. We looked at last week what unforgiveness did when it threw a man in prison for not forgiving what little bit he owed. He said, repay no one evil for evil. Condem commend what is honest in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as it depends on Daggone, you mean I've got to be responsible for this? I have to be responsible for this. As much as it depends on me, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. But he hurt me. He offended me. As much as it depends on, not as much as it depends on him. See, we want to read that scripture and we want to apply it to everybody else. See, as much as it depends on Ted, live at peace. No, you've got to forget everybody else is in the room and it's just Jesus talking to you now. As much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Mm. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves. Daggone it. Mr. Anderson, that just ain't no fun. As much as it, whew, beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to God's wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Bob brought up a wonderful thing in our uh, men's group yesterday. You know, the wrath of God is never dealing with men. He'll deal with the spirit behind so if you're sitting around waiting for somebody to get theirs, <laughs> guess what? They may not. But we got to believe that God's dealing with things behind the scenes. That <laughs> Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Verse 20. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry... tripping therefore if your enemy is hungry feed them <laughs> if he's thirsty give him a drink for in doing so you'll heap coals of fire on his head do not overcome uh, do not be overcome by evil but overcome evil with good forgiveness guys is so important to everything that I'm I began to write this down yesterday forgiveness is saying you're guilty and even if you never repent I still choose to release my right to seek revenge you're guilty but if you never come back and say you're sorry to me I am choosing right now to release my right 
This is praying out scripture. I release my right to seek revenge. <coughs> and I release this to God to settle it in a just way as he sees fit. But what if they don't lose everything? You gotta trust God that he is settling it the way he sees fit. You see, when I release this to God, I am turning you completely over to God. I am backing out. I'm no longer looking for you to trip and fall and break your nose. I'm no longer looking for you to be hurt. I'm not looking for your bank account to come up. I'm not looking for bad. I've released it to God. Well, what if he gets blessed? I guess God saw fit. Oh. I have to trust God in this forgiveness thing. I have to trust that he's gonna do it the way he sees fit. And I release, I relinquish my right to vengeance. I relinquish my right. I like the last thing I wrote there, maybe it's, a, and I will be okay with this decision. This is forgiveness. This is totally letting them go. But why is it so hard? Well, one, because we want them to pay. Well, walking in forgiveness, Pastor Dave, I let that go. Why is it else? It's because now what it does, it builds up a trust issue in me. And I don't think I can ever trust them again. Mm. Remember last week we talked about forgiveness can be offered even though a relationship may not be salvaged. You know? If somebody just keeps coming back and hurting you and hurting you, you can still forgive them. But that relationship may not be the same. Okay? <laughs> if, 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 if a spouse cheats on another, they actually can forgive. Mm. And they can choose to treat the person as not guilty. But I can't trust them. Okay. I got one statement for you here. Forgiveness is granted. Trust and credibility is earned. Trust and credibility has to be earned again. But forgiveness, man, I'm going to be like God. I'm going to pass that stuff out. <laughs> I'm going to pass I'm going to pass it out like candy in a parade. I'm just I'm going to forgive and I'm going to forgive and I'm going to forgive and I'm going to forgive. That's the way he did me. That's how he poured it out on me. Forgiveness can be granted. You can forgive. Just because you forgive doesn't mean you trust immediately. <laughs> that has to be earned. That can be walked through. So what's my next steps here? What's my next steps? First, recognize and admit you're offended. We've had enough tough guys. We've had enough tough guys. I sat around the table with a bunch of tough guys yesterday. You know? What I liked about sitting around that table with a bunch of tough guys is every one of them would say, yep, I deal with this, I deal with this. You have to come. You can't just walk around, that didn't bother me. That didn't hurt me. You will never deal with something that you refuse to look at. You'll never deal with something you refuse to look at. Go ahead and admit it. You're offended. 
Some of us have hidden our offense and we've tried to play the tough guy so long. Don't bother me. And we go home and we don't sleep and our blood pressure's up and our cholesterol's high and we're depressed and we're anxious all because back we won't let anybody else see it. But it really did hurt. So the next step, guys, is just admit it. It hurt. It was, it was wrong was done to you. It's okay. Secondly, we have to choose to give up our personal right to retaliate. This is how we get through this. This is how we walk in forgiveness. Listen, I understand. I understand. There's that sense of going, yes, they got it. They got theirs. There, there, there's some weird thing inside of humanity. Listen, we sent Jesus to the cross. <laughs> Come on. Isaiah 53 says, we did esteem him stricken. You know what that word esteem means? It means we came up with that idea because of our sense of justice. So there's something inside of us that we come up with some weird things. And it makes it easy to see her trip and go, yes. When you walk in forgiveness, you relinquish that right. You decide even if God blesses her, I'm okay with it. And if she does trip, I'm the first one here. I'm the first one. See, this is walking out God's kind of forgiveness. And I can, I can do this if I realize Brenda's a human and she's going to mess up eventually. I don't care how much she loves me. I don't care how much I love her. She's going to blow it. Right? At least you know that about yourself. <laughs> this is how we do in humanity. This is how God has always treated us. When sin does abound, what does even more abound? Grace. People, here, you ready? Hang on. Well, God can't handle this world. It's so sinful. Guess what that means? If there's so much sin in the world, there's that much more grace. <laughs> I don't care how sinful it gets. It, God's grace is greater. God's grace is more. He will always forgive. He will always go above and beyond what is needed to bring humanity back to himself. Uh, Luke 23, we're almost there. Luke 23. Verse 34, Jesus said, Father, you all know this one, forgive them for they know not what they do. Imagine if that become my clarion call today. When I go, Father, forgive Ted. He don't know what he's doing. Father, forgive them. For they know. Oh, see, forgiveness causes us to act just like Jesus. I want to be just like God. Okay, it's hard. It's a high standard to live up to. 
because it means forgiving them in the middle of being hurt. He cried this from the cross, Brenda. Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. But that was Jesus. I, I, okay, and we're called to be like Christ. Go to Luke chapter 6. Go to Luke chapter 6. If, it's, if that was Jesus, verse 40, Luke 6, verse 40. The disciple is not above his teacher. And everyone, but everyone who is trained will be like his teacher. Huh. Wait a minute. I'm not getting off the hook here, Zach. Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Well, that was Jesus, but I'm a disciple of Jesus. And a disciple is not above his teacher. And everyone who's been taught will follow the example of his teacher. So guess what I have to do? Forgiveness is saying, Lord, I have every right to settle the score with this person. To hold it against them until the right opportunity comes along. But instead, I choose to give up that right. I release them and this offense to you. I trust you to settle this score in any way you think is just. I will not use this offense. I will not use this offense against them in any way. Now or in the future. And when I walk this way, I become just like my teacher, just like my master. I'm walking in his footsteps. And when the world begins to look at us who live this way, they'll say, I finally see Jesus on the earth again. Guess what? You can do it. You can do it. Will it take some work? Probably so. Will I mess it up? Absolutely. Because you know why? I'm human. That's the way it works. But you and I can do this. And we can be more like Christ. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you're doing. We praise you, we love you, we adore you. Father, help us as we walk out forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen. Before you take off, I want to thank uh, Jonathan and Susan Wing. Dave and Kathy are on vacation. And so we called up Jonathan and said, hey, won't you fill in for us and play drums? And so it's good to have friends in ministry, amen. So I just want to thank you before we take off and honor you. And I have people who are coming to the front right now. They want to pray with you. Whatever you're going through, if you need to forgive someone, they'll pray with you. If you need to know this Jesus, you've never been introduced to this man. At least maybe not the way you've heard it today. Come up, talk to these guys, and they would gladly pray for you over anything that you need. 
You need prayer for a common cold? Man, they got it. They're, re they're ready to release healing on you. Amen? Have a blessed week. We'll see you guys Wednesday.